I'm Maddie. And I'm Sophie. And welcome to our our podcast. podcast. So we've made it to episode four. Wow, we've really come a long way. I am going to be honest with you. I didn't think we'd get this deep into it. I thought that either you would give up and get sick of reading Grey's on the Court aloud or the listeners would give up, which we still don't actually know if they have or not. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited that we've made it up to chapter seven that yeah, we're up to. Yeah, seven and eight this week. Grace I'm, on the court. I'm just really like, I really wanted to go, when I was reading the book first, I wanted to go through the book with you and there's so much stuff that I read and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to just like bring this up. But because I forgot about it and then, yeah, so I'm glad we get to go through this and I can, you know, dissect it a bit and ask you what you were thinking when you're writing this. Yeah, so, so you're really, you're probably getting I'm one really, of the yeah. most exclusive looks into Grace on the Court. So yeah. I'm sure a lot of other people had wished that too, which is why we've gone out to the wider audience oh, yeah, and yeah. let you all in on this, you know, really personal thing for Sophie yeah. that she's been wanting for a long time. So, I mean, I guess... We really just want to get stuck into it, don't we? Yeah, because I'm, I'm really excited to get stuck into the this. Antici- I've got a twitching foot. I'm just anticipating <laughs> what's coming in Chapter 7 and 8 because we did have a build-up last week of, you know, she had another interaction with Seb that she didn't tell her friends about. Then there was the horrible messages that she got from Amber. Oh so lots to come oh, yeah. in Chapter 7 and 8. <clears throat> chapter 7. <laughs> In their second week at Linwood, Grace Mir- Sorry, I just can't believe they've only been at that school for two know, weeks. I was, I, was about about to say. I was literally I was like, time really does fly at Linwood. But yeah, God, week two already. Mia, Grace, sorry, Grace, Mia and Stella did their best to avoid any further run-ins with Amber and her posse. Grace told her friends about the messages she'd received from Amber, but begged them, especially Mia, not to do anything about it as it would just make everything worse. Grace had also told her mum about the message, and her mum had reminded her that when people... What a dibba-dubba. Straight to the source. But it's not really a dibba-dubba, because it's not like Grace's mum was then going to go to Amber's mum. It was more you just... You never know. Well, true, you don't know. You but never know how your mum's going to react to something. Grace and Kathy, her mum, have a really, really good relationship. Actually, can I just say now for those listeners that the dad's name... I don't think we've introduced the dad's name, but his name's David. But when I wrote the book, I actually accidentally changed his name halfway through. And halfway through, his name became Peter. And then I realised it was Peter Parker. So the dad was Spider-Man. But no, it's David Parker. So Kathy and David. <coughs> but yes, Grace had told her mum about the message and her mum had reminded her that when people are really mean, it's probably because they have other problems going on in their lives. Oh, okay, Kathy. <laughs> Just jumping straight to conclusions. That is a big assumption, isn't it? Massive assumption. But Grace guessed her mum was right, though it was hard to imagine what could be wrong in Amber's life. Still, she tried really hard not to take Amber's nastiness to heart. On Friday, as the girls were leaving school, they saw Amber just outside the grounds, pacing back and forth with her mobile phone held to her ear. No, I'm not coming home. I don't want to be in the same room as you guys. I'm sleeping at Jordan's. Amber's voice was raised. She listened for a moment and then hung up with a frustrated noise. She raised her arms as if she was going to throw her phone at the fence, but dropped it to her side when she spotted Grace, Mia and Stella. Amber's face was bright red and her eyes glistened with tears, which she was clearly trying to keep from rolling down her cheeks. Mind your own business, losers. Amber huffed as she walked past them, knocking Grace's school bag off her shoulder on her way. She really must have issues at home, doesn't she? See, that was a bit of foreshadowing. That was a bit of... Grace's mum was right. (laughs) As per usual. What was all that about? Grace wondered. Ugh, she'd be the world's worst daughter. Her poor parents, muttered Mia. She has some serious issues, said Stella as she picked up Grace's bag for her. "Hmm, Yeah, I guess so, replied Grace half-heartedly. Classic Grace, like everyone else is like, Amber's a bit of an idiot, and she's like, hmm. 
Well, but at least she didn't try and defend Anne. And I feel like that was kind of Grace yeah. semi-agreeing. Because mm-hmm. did you know that, you know, engaging in this sort of thing and not shutting it down is just as bad as talking yeah. about it? <laughs> so honestly, Grace is probably worse than Stella and Mia. Yeah, at least they're being honest. Yeah, very true. Remembering her mum's words, she wondered if she should follow Amber and ask if she was okay. But when she turned back, she saw Amber slumped against the fence and giving her nastiest death stare she'd ever seen. Amber had clearly realised that overheard her phone conversation and she wasn't happy about it at all. I wouldn't have been happy either. <laughs> Chapter break. As soon as Grace got home, her phone buzzed. Group text message. Ding. Mia, anyone want to come and egg Amber's, house, Amber's mansion with me tonight? Yes. <laughs> Good on egging. Grace knew Mia was joking, so she was happy to play along. Ding. Grace, only if I get the first shot. Ding. Stella, I'll pump up my bike tyres for a quick getaway. Seriously, what a beep. Ooh. What a female dog, we'll say. Ding. Stella, she's horrible. Grace suddenly remembered Amber's expression when she'd hung up her phone. She looked so sad and lonely. Ding. Grace, let's just forget about her. Ding. Mia, oh, stop being so nice. You really do relate to Mia. Ding. Grace, I'm not being nice. I just don't want to talk about her. Ding. Stella, agreed. Ding. Mia, Fine. Okay, so when are we going to plan the Friday at 5 video? Ding. Grace. Saturday night? Ding. Stella. Yep. Ding. Mia. Can't wait. That was my favourite part of today's episode. <laughs> You're doing that really well. Congrats. Thank you. Grace walked through the living room, through to the living room. Angus, Angus was already home, sprawled on the couch and watching a replay of an AFL grand final. Thanks for waiting for me, Grace thought, annoyed that her brother had walked home without her. Ding. Grace. Okay, sounds good. Gotta go, guys. Later. Later. Grace had barely spent any time with Angus since he'd found out about the footy teams and they hadn't had a chance to talk about it again yet. But she was grateful he'd pushed aside his own sadness and disappointment the other night to cheer her up when she was feeling down about Amber. And she wanted to return the favour by spending some time with him now. Want to have a swim? asked Grace. After they'd learnt to swim at kindergarten, Angry and Grace had bagged Angus and Grace. Angry. Angry, <laughs> Angry and God, Grace. I'm getting a bit tongue tied. I didn't do my warm up exercises today. How now, brown cow? There we go. Angus and Grace had begged their parents for a pool. Kathy and David Parker had finally surrendered when they realised that watching the twins, twins swing, oh my god, the twins swim for a few hours was much better than listening to them beg for a pool every day for the rest of their lives. Nah, I'm tired, muttered Angus. Come on, Gus, it's so nice outside, said Grace, grabbing an apple as she went into the kitchen. I'm not your charity case, Grace, Angus snapped. Ooh. Drama. Grace stopped mid-step and stared at her twin. I can look after myself, he yelled. Grace reeled back in shock. She really likes really back, doesn't she? <laughs> she likes fishing. Uh, that was just another one of Maddie Proud's laughs, by the way. <laughs> and another. And another. And they get coming. Angus never spoke to her like that. She didn't know what to do. Jeez, Angus, what's your problem? My problem? You're the one with the problem. You've been strutting around like you own the whole school ever since you got in the A-team. Just because you're some superstar netballer doesn't mean you have to feel sorry for me. Just leave me alone. Ooh. Fine, Grace shot back. She strode to her room and, stru- and shut the door before throwing herself down in her bed. His outburst seemed to come from nowhere. She knew he must still be sad about the trials, but how dare he take it out on her? Where did that come from? Grace rolled over onto her back and thought about it, thought it back over the last week. The couple of times their parents had mentioned school football, Angus had changed the subject. She thought he was trying to move on, but as she thought more about it, she felt a pang of guilt in the pit Another of her stomach. Pang. pang! I feel like hopefully you've learnt that that's, you know... A real thing to feel a pang of guilt in the pit of her stomach. She'd been so excited to make the A-team that she hadn't stopped talking about it at dinner most nights. She probably could have been a little more sensitive, she realised now. 
She was so used to look, thinking of her and Angus as a team that she never stopped to think that her success might bother him. How could she have been so selfish? Oh, Grace, so See? selfish. Yeah, she's finally realising. <laughs> Upset by her brother's reaction and unsure of what to say to him, Grace did as she was told and left him alone for the rest of the evening. But that night, her sleep was restless as she tossed and turned, trying to figure out what she could do to make Angus happy. After a few hours, Grace had an idea. She remembered watching a TV show with Angus during the holidays about the Adelaide Crows football team. One of the players had told the interviewer that he hadn't been picked in any teams when he was at school and that it was only in his late teens that he had developed as an elite player. Grace couldn't remember who it was or exactly the reason he hadn't been considered talented enough to be selected as a junior, but Grace made a mental note to research it in the morning. If the roles were reversed and she hadn't made her team, Angus would be the first to do anything to try and make her feel better. Maybe this was her chance to do something for her brother. She could write to the player and ask him to talk to Angus. Maybe your dad could pull a few, a few strings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Fostered. Just thinking about it put a smile on Grace's face. Oh, classic Grace, like, wanting to do something for she, her brother. You know, she gets greatest... Her greatest happiness in life comes from helping others. Grace finally began to drift off to sleep, dreaming of how excited Gus would be when he got a personal message from a professional player. A bit far-fetched, Grace. How do you know you're going to make it happen? Well, she's just wishful thinking, I mm. think. And that's the end of Chapter 7. Well, that was a quick It was chapter. a very quick chapter, and, I mean, not a whole lot happened. We just had, you know, the obviously the... Interaction oh, with um, yeah Angus and Grace and yeah but I think Angus yeah. is a bit stroppy. I mean it's only the school uh, footy team. As we said, it's a big deal to a thirteen-year-old boy. So let's see what chapter eight has to hold for us. <laughs> chapter eight. On Saturday morning, the Linwood High Lions had their first Year Eight netball training. Grace woke up nearly jumping out of her skin. She was so eager to start playing. Despite her restless night's sleep, she woke up bursting with energy. She scoffed down her wheat bix. How many wheat bix? Um, I think I discussed later. I think it's about three to four. I think that was kind of the average amount that you had when you were that age. Yeah, I wasn't really a massive breakfast eater, so I'd literally have like one or two. Oh no, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and Grace would know that. Yeah, so I and I used to cover them in sugar as well. Oh no, Grace is just plain, just just wheat bix mm. with milk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say three, maybe four, depending on like maybe leading into a game four. She ran the whole way. She ran how far away? No, they live. Live, They walked to school, remember? Yeah, but don't tell me she ran all the way. It's not very far. It's literally around the corner. And as we've said, Grace did a lot of training in the preseason to get as fit as she is now. I mean, it might have been broken up by a few walks, but we're just going to say she ran the whole way there. <laughs> yeah, as usual, she was the first to show. Her coach arrived a few minutes later. You're eager, Grace, said Mrs. Peters, looking impressed. Training doesn't start for half an hour. I guess I'm just glad to be back at training. Saturday mornings haven't felt the same without netball. Grace couldn't wipe the smile off her face. Well, let's hope everyone shares your enthusiasm, Mrs Peters said. I'm really excited about this team. We've got some great players. I know, it's going to be so much fun. Can I help you with anything? Grace offered. Why don't you help me get the equipment ready? Mrs Peters asked. By the time they'd done two trips to the sports shed and collected bags of bulls, bibs and cones, some of the others had arrived. Grace threw the ball around with Sophie and Stella. Hey, you're throwing the ball around while they waited for the rest of the team. As usual, Mia was late. At exactly 9.35, she sprinted from her dad's car to the courts. She was definitely not a morning person and was often late, always taking too long to style her hair so it met her exceptional standards. Okay, now that everyone's here, I would like to officially welcome you to our first training, Mrs Peters said as Mia dropped her sports bag dramatically on the ground, announcing her arrival. First, congratulations on making the team. You were all fantastic at trials, and I'm so excited to work with you this year. Today we're going to run through some drills and play a few games so we can get used to playing together. 
I want you to watch your teammates during training because at the end of this session, we'll be voting for our captain. Ooh. I want to be able to come together. I want us to be able to come together as a team as quickly as we can, and it's up to our leader to make this happen. It's not just up to one leader; it's up to the whole team. Well, that's a very good point, and I hope that that is something that comes into fruition throughout this book. But I guess the leader, the captain, is probably the the one that's got to be the most, um, you know, lead by example the most. Yeah. I guess. I know it's early, but you should all have some idea as to who you think can best lead this team. And remember, don't just vote, vote for your best friend. Vote for who you think will be the best person for the job. Is that why you voted for me for Captain Sophie? Or is it because I'm your best friend? Who told you I voted <laughs> yeah, for you? Yeah, that's true, actually. We don't know that. This is or, awkward. Awkward silence. Q like um, crickets. Crickets. <laughs> That's so awkward. Oh, I'm feeling a bit flustered now. I don't know if I can go on for the rest of the chapter. <laughs> but I can. The training session was lots of fun. But we will. <laughs> the we show haven't. must go on. The, as they say in showbiz, the show must go on. The training session was lots of fun, but Grace could feel the tension between the Oleander and Bellevue players, particularly between Mia and Amber. At the end of training, Mrs Peters asked everyone to write down who they wanted to be captain, and then she went off and tallied the votes. Grace and Amber had both been captains of their primary school teams, but with so many good players among them, nobody knew for sure who would win. Grace didn't mind if she wasn't chosen, but she really hoped Amber wasn't appointed. She'd already shown some unsportsmanlike behaviour that morning. She yelled at Stella for missing a goal, leaving Stella with almost no confidence for the remainder of training. Toughen up, Stella. <laughs> Toughen up. But I think she yelled at her in a very, very mean way. That's just your assumption, Maddie. You don't know. <laughs> That's true, I don't you, know. You didn't write this book. No you one can no know idea. except Grace and those that were there. But I would assume it was quite a mean way. <laughs> of course, Amber never said anything when one of her posse made a mistake for playing favouritism. When Mrs Peters returned with the results, everyone stopped talking. It was so quiet. You could hear a pin drop. Can you do the pin drop? Ding. <laughs> Ding. Well, 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 she said dramatically. It seems we have a draw. Everyone join me in congratulating our co-captains, Grace Parker and Amber Burns. Did she ask them if they wanted to be captain? Because not everyone wants to be captain. Could you, like, say... Yeah, that's a good point. I think that maybe they were given the opportunity to, um, you know, pull out yeah. earlier if they didn't want that responsibility. So we're going to assume that's already happening. Again, that's, that's another happening. assumption. <laughs> yeah, so you have to make a lot of assumptions well, in this book, don't you? But you have to do that in most books. There's because... a lot missing. There's a lot of holes in this story. <laughs> we're developing a lot of holes, aren't we? God, OK. Le lesson learnt for next time. <laughs> So we've had a draw. Well, after this, I'm not sure if there will be an next Well, that's true. There might be another book. Let's might hope be... no publishers listen to this podcast because they'll really be on my side, I think. Very true. Shout out to any publishers. Grace's heart leapt as soon as she heard her name, honoured to have been voted by her teammates. Mia and Stella ran over and hugged her fiercely. Fierce. That's like a well, fierce like a, hug. Like a tackle. Ah, yeah, they nearly tackled her to the ground. It was just full of passion and emotion. Grace's excitement was short-lived, however, when she saw Amber glaring at her angrily clearly disappointed to be sharing the role with Grace. As everyone began to leave, Mrs Peters asked Grace and Amber to stay behind. Now, girls, I'm not stupid. Clearly there's a division within the team. I'm very happy that you two have been chosen as leaders, as I know you come from different schools and have different friends within the group. But this means it's your responsibility, both of you, to bring this team together. So true, Mrs Peters. She, Mrs Peters is very wise. She's probably one of my favourite characters in the book, I think Same. you'll come to find. Second favourite, actually. After Mia. No, after the lady carrying oh, the train. Oh, yeah, true. I forgot about that. She has the lady carrying the train. I hope she comes back. We may have a great team on paper, but if we can't work with each other and put our differences aside, then we are definitely going to struggle. I'd like you both to have a think about what we can do to bring this team closer together. Maybe a team bonding exercise? Have a think about it over the next couple of days and come to me at Reese's on Monday to discuss it. Have a good weekend and congratulations again. 
Mrs. Peters had been a very good netballer when she was younger and had a lot of experience in senior and elite teams, which is why Grace admired and respected her so much. Sounds good, Mrs. Peters, she said. I'll see you Monday. Thanks. Amber could only manage a slight nod. Oh, man, this won't be easy, Grace thought to herself. Oh, God, oh I feel God. sorry for Grace. It'd be tough. It'd be tough being co-captains with someone you, you know, are not friends with and that's really quite, quite mean. Yeah, how do you find your captaincy group good? Yeah, it's actually really great. I think myself, Paige and Maddie Turner all really balance each other out. I think and me, I'm in the <laughs> Your spirit captain. <laughs> yeah. So. Self-appointed spirit captain. Um, but yeah, I actually think that that's one of our strengths is that we all are, have quite different personalities and we have very like different, different. strengths. Yeah. Maddie's good with admin. Paige is very direct and is really great with those, you know, firing everyone up. I'm not so sure what I'm good at. You're just, you're just there for a good time. <laughs> I'm just there to toss the coin. Ugh, I can't believe Amber was voted co-captain. This is going to be a disaster, Mia said in disgust as a girl was walked back to Grace's house after training. I know, how can she be a captain when she's so mean to everyone, Stella chimed in. Grace really wanted to agree with her friends, but as captain, she knew she should keep to her opinion to herself. Sorry, another yawn. Are you just bored by Grace's leadership qualities <laughs> yeah. and her style of leadering? leadering? Leaderful? Well, it's done now, she said, and I'm just going to have to find a way to work with her. Mrs Peters wants us to come up with a team bonding exercise. Hopefully that will work. The only thing that will help us is kicking Amber out of the team, said Mia. Grace knew that eventually she was going to have to try and change Mia's attitude, but she didn't have the energy right now. Let's just forget about it for now and focus on the Friday at 5 video. Have you guys thought of anything yet? She asked. Although Mia had mentioned earlier in the week that she'd had a great idea, she later confessed that it just consisted of the girls performing a dance routine. <laughs> so like you would suggest. <laughs> While the idea wasn't quite as crazy as Grace and Stella had thought it would be, Stella refused to do any dancing, so they were out of ideas and had a lot of brainstorming to do. Stella shook her head. Let's watch some Friday at 5 videos on YouTube for in inspiration. Sorry, she actually said vids, not yes. videos. She likes a bit of slang. Oh, yes, we need to get inspired. If I don't get those VIP tickets and get a big kiss from Grace and Cole, I'm going to die. Well, you're going to die, said Mia, <laughs> you're not getting a big kiss. Rest in peace, Mia. Stella and Grace laughed at their friend, but Grace was relieved to think about something other than Amber for a while. They spent the rest of the day watching videos online and singing along to the songs while Mia and Mia danced around in the background. The girls had so much fun, but when Stella and Mia left on Sunday morning, they still hadn't come up with anything. Grace didn't know what they were going to do. Although the competition deadline wasn't for for months, Grace realised neither her, Mia or Stella were very creative or good at coming up with any ideas. They needed someone like you in their group, Sophie. Yeah, I'm so good. What would have you done for the competition? Um, oh my God, ask me on the spot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'd have to really brainstorm. Yeah, something. true. It'd probably involve some sort of like dance routine. It'd definitely be dancing. Yeah. Um, I'm really good at like video editing and, oh, that's and true. slide shows and <laughs> stuff like that. You'd so. be the tech guru in the group. Yeah. She was beginning to think that the three of them might need a little help to stand any chance of winning the competition. In comes Sophie Garvin. <laughs> and just like that, a light bulb went off in Grace's mind. Oh, mm. not off. Because if the light bulb went off, wouldn't that mean like oh, it turned oh, off? That's a very good point. But it's like it went off, like, like it sparked. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think I've had a few misleading and misguided analogies in this in this book so far. But anyway, That's a okay. light bulb. I won't hold. I won't hold it again. A light bulb came on in Grace's mind. Maybe Friday at five really was the answer to all her problems. I doubt it, Grace. I really doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> I think Friday at five could be the answer to everything. I don't, what's going to happen from there? What does she mean? What does Grace mean by that? That's the end chat. There's Grace, so by the way. much. She's got a lot of issues. She's got the Sebastian King 
issue. She's got the amber issue. She's got the Angus issue. She's got, yeah. I mean, is she gonna? Is it gonna solve like Amber's tr- problems at home? I mean, is it gonna solve her relationship with Tyler? That's a bit distant. Is it gonna? You know, who knows what? Is it gonna, well, that's why Sophie. I think after she's just was that eight chapters. Really, we, have we read eight chapters? Eight chapters. Yeah. After eight chapters, that's probably what like a third of the way through the book. That's where I reckon, or maybe a quarter. That's where I reckon we've yeah had the most kind of build up. So this is all the kind of setting of the scene, creating the drama, and then hopefully over these next few chapters we start to. Yeah. See really a few answers. It, yeah. So yeah, they those two chapters probably again not so drama filled, but um like we just said, setting the scene mm-hmm. for for what's First to come. Training session. Yeah. Oh, co-captains. Congratulations to Grace and Amber, by the way. It's a real yeah. honour to be you know voted captain by your by your peers. You would know. Speaking from uh, you know, speaking from experience. But yeah. So what are your three words for today's episode? <sighs> uh, today's chapters. Sorry. Um. Um. Hmm. I don't know. You go first. Yeah, it's actually it's a really tough one. I, I feel like we've picked a really hard thing to do at the end of every chapter. I mean, yeah. I might go with um, problems for Grace. Yeah, I think like yeah, the, the outburst that Ty, that um Angus had. Sorry, the issues with Amber, the co-captaincy. Now she's got the pressure of the Friday at Five video, not having an idea. Like, it's just yeah, I'd be stressed if I was Grace. I feel I'm feeling stressed for her. Yeah, look, I'd probably say. Get over it, Grace. <laughs> she just like, needs... Stop winding yourself up about little things. Like, look, I'm actually... Look, I like the fact that she's trying to solve problems and stuff like that, but... It's probably too much She's also making her. some issues. Yeah, you know, that's some true. Some things you don't need to stress about, she's stressing about, and it's kind of like... Making relax, them bigger like, than they need to be. Don't take on... Don't take on Angus's issues. Don't take mm. on Amber's issues. Don't take on everyone else's issues. Just true. worry about yourself. Control the controllables. And then, you know, everything will work out. Stop trying to, you know, make everyone else happy. Stop being a people. Well, there you have it. You guys just got some free uh, <laughs> psychology lessons from Zoe Garvin. Yeah. Um, so let's see if Grace takes your advice or not in uh, episode. That'll be going into episode five, won't it? Yeah. Four episodes. Wow. Well, everyone... That brings us to the end of episode four of I Wrote a Book. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.